0: Welcome to Vertical Insights, a podcast series brought to you by CA Ventures, bringing you an in-depth look at the commercial real estate industry through the lens of CA's resident subject matter experts. I'm Robert Maddock.
1: And I'm Megan Noam. And this is Vertical Insights.
0: And we're back for another episode of Vertical Insights. Megan, how are you doing? It's been a few weeks since we've been here.
1: I'm doing good, especially since they're decorating for the holidays behind you. It's feeling very festive in here.
0: We just got out of Thanksgiving and we're rolling right into Christmas time. It's uh, it's a little overwhelming, a little bit, to be honest with you, because I'm I'm stuck with an issue um, that we discussed a couple podcasts ago with Michael Podboy of when are my gifts going to be arrived?
1: I did have a couple lost packages in the past couple weeks, so... I'm nervous, but we'll see what happens.
0: But it's great to be back in here. Great guest today. Uh, I think we had a fantastic episode for our listeners.
1: We did, we had Christian Mirabella, who's our head of sustainability here at CA. what did you think of the episode, Rob?
0: Look, I think it does a great job of trying to give at this point in time, a very high level overview of sustainable factors that we're trying to implement into our business. Um, I think when you think about sustainability and ESG across the entire investment landscape, it can be a little confusing, a little daunting, um, and a little hard to benchmark. And it sounds like Christian, um, one, I had no idea about his prior background, so I think where he uh, was prior to here is, is pretty exciting and it's a huge, uh, pretty cool. huge bonus for CA, but it's, it was great to hear what he's doing and implementing inside of the CA Ventures business.
1: Yeah, I think one of the most eye-opening things for me is That's a big job. I mean, there are just endless variables in terms of how we approach things from asset class to asset class and then across regions. And then if you think about it from a vertical standpoint, from corporate through development and design and construction management operations, I mean... ESG folds into all of those things. And because it's not a one size fits all, it's a really intricate strategy. So I think there's a lot to do and and it's a heavy lift and and we've got a lot. Everyone has room for improvement and it sounds like Christian's got a really good handle on where we are now and where we're headed in the future.
0: I couldn't have said it better myself. I think it's uh, time to hit the music and take it away to the interview.
1: We're here today with Christian Mirabella, our Director of Global Sustainability. Christian, welcome.
2: Hi, thank you for having me.
1: Why don't you start off by giving us the 30,000-foot view of who you are, your professional background, and how you got to CA?
2: Sure. So um, as you might hear from my accent, um, I'm Italian, and my background is in international relations and sustainable uh, development. I moved to the States in 2007 to pursue my graduate studies at Johns Hopkins uh, University, uh, School of International Studies in D.C. And, you know, since uh, I was very young, one of my um, dreams was to work for an international organization like the United Nations, the World Bank. And so um, studying at Johns Hopkins uh, gave me that opportunity as I joined Briefly, the World Bank and then the Inter-American Development Bank, you know, in DC, right after my graduate studies. So I worked on uh, environmental and social uh, sustainability projects in uh, emerging economies uh, and uh, developing countries. So and that that was great because my background was uh, more in developed. Uh, countries. So at that point, I could also include new socioeconomic realities in my professional background.
0: So Christian, that's absolutely fascinating. And, and thanks for that overview. You know, as you look at yourself now at CA Ventures, can you give us a little of a deep dive maybe into what's your day-to-day look like and really what are you focused on?
2: Absolutely. Um, my day-to-day is very uh, diverse, very dynamic. Um, working for CA is extremely um, exciting in terms of, uh, you know, what your uh, task could be on a daily basis. Um, it can be working on a development project. It can be working on, um, you know, the management aspects of um, our properties. Um, it can be also working on the, um, the strategy of the company. Um, as you know, the CA has grown exponentially in the last uh, um, few years, um, to an extent where sustainability um, at some point needed to be um, addressed um, as part of the company strategy. And um, so my main goal is really to give um, CA a um, um, formalized strategy um, very soon in, uh, in 2021.
0: Well, that's great. And I, I I think the sustainability side of things, not just for real estate, but the overall investment world in general right now is top of mind for everybody. As we look at headlines, we see keywords, ESG comes up a lot. Can you dive into a little bit about what actually ESG is?
2: Absolutely, and I totally understand the challenge. Um, you know, defining sustainability ESG is uh, can be a, a difficult task because if you engage in an academic conversation, you might bump into uh, multiple definitions, and you really risk uh, going down the rabbit hole. If you really want a definition, what uh, I like is starting with the United Nations definition of uh, sustainability in terms of meeting today's needs uh, without compromising the ability of future generations of meeting their own needs. And from there, you can start talking about basically anything because sustainability is really involved in every aspect of our lives. And as a matter of fact, when I have this conversation with new audience and We want to talk about um, the definition of sustainability. I first ask a question. What does sustainability mean to you? in in a word. And uh, the audience um, can come back with any kind of word from, you know, environmental, social, but also long-term, profit, uh, you know, the planet, gender, equity, even words that are less uh, common. The reality is that none of those words are wrong because sustainability is really part of our lives it's part of our health part of our well-being part of you know everything that we do vis-a-vis the environment our social context uh it's really um
1: everything yes. <laughs> exactly so given the broad definition that you just covered i mean we're, we're joking, but we're not joking, that ESG really covers everything um, and, and everything is really tangential to these pieces. So when you started at CA, you were really brought on to help lay the foundation for our program so that we could approach sustainability in all that we do in a more concerted manner, um, as opposed to the kind of one-off things that we were doing in the past. How did, how did you start? When you came in, what, what do you tackle first? How do you prioritize?
2: sure so let's start from the fact that buildings are responsible for 40% of the energy consumption globally 25% of water consumption 33% of greenhouse gas emissions and so already starting from there uh, there has been uh, growing pressure from many stakeholders, uh, whether you know, they are investors or tenants, uh, regulators, non-governmental uh, organizations, to really look at how to adopt efficiency best practices that promote sustainability, reduce greenhouse gas emissions. But beyond that, the way that I intend sustainability in uh, this sector is that really we need to go beyond these type of impacts and add value because the way we uh, need to think about sustainability is not just a risk medication strategy but has to be an added value to our lives. And so that's our approach at CA. We want to bring a sense of purpose within our company and pride uh, within the communities in which we operate. We want to earn our social license to operate to the point where the community stakeholders see our project as proudly belonging to their own community.
0: So Christian, as we look at sustainability and ESG across CA's organization, how do you view it across our different business lines? Is it a cookie cutter approach across every single business or is it tailored to what each team is focused on?
2: Great question. It's uh, it's not. It cannot be one size fits all. CA's business is so diverse in you know senior living, student living, multifamily, industrial, etc. And the challenge that we are having is to come up with a strategy that is uh, flexible enough and uh, adaptive to the different realities of our business. Building for students is different than building for seniors. And so that involves different approach, different techniques, different impacts. And so you have to set objectives and targets that are really tailored to that specific reality. So if we as a company want to set our greenhouse gas emission target, for example. That probably cannot be the same across all verticals. So one of the conversations that we're having is how these targets could differ whether you're building uh, you know, for student
0: living or you're building for the industrial platform, right? Right. You got, you got tenants in a student living place and then you have a, a warehouse, right, for, for the industrial side of things. Exactly.
1: How about across regions too?
0: Yes,
2: across region that is, adds another layer of challenge because the U.S. has a, a vision and an understanding, uh, an ambition about sustainability that is different, for example, from Europe or from Latin America, Australia. And so... Today, for example, in Europe, there is growing commitment towards, for example, net zero. And here in the U.S., we're a little behind that conversation. Um, Whether it's realistic or, or not, the conversation is happening in Europe. So as we, of course, as a global company operate in in both continents, we need to consider both markets and we need to decide if
0: in Europe, our targets will be slightly different than in the US. So as I think about this, you know, obviously it's changing across different regions. It's going to change across different sectors, right? From an investor standpoint, though, and an investing standpoint here at CA, you know, we are fiduciaries and stewards of our um, capital partners capital, right? Not a right or wrong answer here, but if an investor was to come to you and say, Christian, it sounds, what you're saying sounds great, right? But you're adding a lot to the bottom line of these projects and you're eroding potential returns. Are you really eroding potential returns? Are you actually adding on those returns in the long run for what, your plans are set up to do?
2: No, we are not eroding. This is part of cultural change that needs to happen and that little by little is happening in the industry. If you see sustainability as a short-term burden, as a reporting requirement and a box check, that does not give you the potential of what sustainability can achieve. If you see it as a long-term business strategy, then we're talking about business case. We're talking about financial returns, while simultaneously providing positive environmental and social impacts to the society. It's really a business model. It's not a window dressing.
1: So the kind of opposite end of the spectrum of what Rob just mentioned, the elephant in the room, right? How much is it going to cost me? It sounds great, but how much is going to cost me? There's also a lot of investors who are you know, big proponents and actually requiring this stuff. How do you balance the, the kind of range of requirements and perspectives from our capital partners?
2: Those who require these type of investments, it's because they have reached that maturity of conceiving sustainability as really a long-term investment. For every sustainability initiative, you can run cost-benefit analysis and you can determine positive or negative. Most of the time, I can assure you it's positive. And so... The results are easily understandable and digestible for the leadership once you show the results, the financial results. And and then, of course, all the other societal inputs are linked to that.
0: So, Christian, as you look at sustainability and prioritizing the resources and needs that you're implementing, who is really driving these focuses? Is it investors? Is it uh, our tenants and our residents? Or is it CA Corporate? It's all of the above, I would say.
2: Investors are more sensitive to these issues and they really want to add value to their transactions. They understand that not only the tenants, but also uh, local regulators, uh, local communities, they are demanding more and more attention to sustainability issues. So if you think about, for example, There has been a growing um, interest and demand for reporting. The real estate industry is uh, always more engaged in uh, Grasp, for example, which we do. And, you know, Grasp is great because it creates this benchmarking platform where you can position your company vis-a-vis your peers and you know in the in the market and uh, it's really a platform that gives guidelines about you know what sustainability should look like in in your company now if you do grasp because the investor requires it and it's uh, just a reporting requirement that
0: does not really Uh, fit the purpose. It goes back to checking the box that you were talking about. Exactly.
2: You want to use CREZ to reduce the gaps that you have in your company vis-a-vis those benchmarking, right? And you want to build programs around those uh, objectives. That is what gives you the opportunity to improve
0: and really build a strategy, a sustainability strategy for your company. And Christian, I know we probably have some listeners right now scratching their heads, wondering what is GRASP? Can you dive into that a little bit, just a high-level overview of what it actually is? Sure. Uh,
2: GRASP is the acronym for Global Real Estate Sustainability Benchmark, and it's an organization that brings on uh, different stakeholders in from the real estate and the infrastructure sectors. And They really have created a community over the last few years that provide this benchmark system and framework where you can, on the one hand, position your company and understand where you uh, sit in the market vis-a-vis your peers and competitors, but also a platform to improve overall the industry standards
0: for sustainability. That's fantastic, because I know as you know we read headlines and see any news articles um, out there, as you think about ESG and benchmarking it, um, it's very tough to do across industries, right? Because if you think about the S&P 500, you could be comparing ExxonMobil to a JP Morgan Chase. So it's great that the real estate industry actually has a unique set of standards just for themselves.
2: Absolutely. And, you know, reporting can become really overwhelming. There are many reporting systems out there. And so our goal is to pick and choose those that make more sense for us. The Grasp, of course, is the main one, but there are also others that uh, over time we can also adopt.
1: So this is a pretty dynamic landscape, I mean, the, the growing interest from investors and Gen Z and just constantly advancing definitions, technologies, you name it. How are things changing over time? Where do you see the industry heading and how do you keep up?
2: Great question, you know, the opportunities are uh, immense and the challenges are significant for the industry if you want to survive as a leader uh, in the real estate industry i do think that you must invest in sustainability heavily think about what happens with covid-19 and the last pandemic we have found out aspects of the way we live that uh, really really need to be addressed
1: so you brought up something that i I've, I've been curious about covid I hate to use the term silver lining for a situation like this, but there obviously have been some eye-opening moments and kind of positive results in terms of driving change that are coming out of this global pandemic. Do you think that COVID is helping to progress the sustainability agenda, not just in real estate, but in its entirety?
2: Absolutely. I think the impact of COVID in the ESG landscape has been enormous. You know, the pandemic has surfaced and emphasized our responsibility for a sustainable development and uh, above all in the real estate industry. We have come to appreciate how our existence is more fragile, the more we neglect the consequences of um, our actions. We have come to understand that we can be resilient as long as we conceive sustainability as an opportunity for our current, for future generations, as a long-term investment and not a short-term burden. We have learned that buildings are not a place to collect rent and be done Uh, with that opportunistically, but a place where we create a community, where uh, we feed our own lives. We hear increasingly that this one is not going to be the last pandemic, but uh, uh, there will be more, unfortunately. So our responsibility as powerful agents of change through real estate is to understand how what we build and manage can embrace a new paradigm where we can address the increasing demographic pressures that we are facing, but at the same time, we can improve our lives.
1: So we're just preparing for the next pandemic. Is that what's happening?
0: I think it was too early to say there's another one on the way. Just throwing that out there. Christian, you know, it's interesting, right? You're peeling an onion back here layer by layer, and this will obviously continue to evolve as you get the sustainability effort up and running here at CA. We have a famous final question that we like to ask here, and I think for you, it's going to be very interesting to hear. But, you know, five years from now, what does the sustainability effort look like in your mind at CA?
2: I see CA as a sustainability leader in the real estate industry, focused on sustainability in terms of really impact, a place where sustainability is mainstreamed in all business areas of the company and implemented by all employees and not just by one, where everybody has his or her own place in uh, the sustainability strategy and has a way to implement what we are going to build. And then I see CA as very flexible and adaptable company with a non-U.S. centric approach, but with an adaptive strategy that uh, is based on the different geographic areas where we will operate, whether it's the U.S., Europe, Asia, because, for example, labor issues in the U.S., are going to be different from India, for example. So we can decide if we can be um, you know, first movers or first followers, but the outcome, I think, won't change. We will have to focus on a sustainability-driven
0: business strategy, and that will be a defining factor for us. We'll have to tell John Diedrich it's no longer beds, sheds, and meds. It's sustainable beds sheds and beds.
1: <laughs> there we go i love it that's a great response christian thank you so much for joining us today
0: thank you it's great to have you thank you guys